Alright, we are recording. Here we go. So, thank you for listening to our uh, first episode of Two Wheels, One Way. Uh, we got Goose, T-Rex, and our special guest, Jangles, on the show today. This is our first episode. Um, yeah, big, making big moves. Big moves. <clears throat> so, just a little bit about kind of what we're going to go over today. Just... Uh, how everyone got into riding motorcycles, what their favorite motorcycle is, kind of what kind of parts they buy, I guess. They're seen. Yeah, seen. And just a little bit of brother banter, I guess. Huh? There we go. So we'll uh, we'll start off with Jangles. Uh-oh. Yes. So how did you get into riding motorcycles? Well, I started off on my four-wheelers and stuff. Decided they were too slow. Went and got a dirt bike. Realized that dirt bikes were more like I didn't really ride all that much, stuff like that. So I got on street bikes. And then I started on a Honda Shadow 650 or something, like a little bobber. Slow Terrible. down, boy. Huh? Save some pussy from the rest <laughs> yeah, of <so. laughs> Well, that thing was badass. The fender was falling. I have a video on my phone of me in an Affliction t-shirt. Oh, my brand yeah. new white Vans. Yeah. And that fucking tire just a burning. Some things never change. fender just a bounce. Did you, did you shop at Buckle? No, I didn't. It was like my brother's shirt or something. <laughs> oh, but now I have a 2015 Road Glide. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Road I guess except for right now, huh? Unless you fixed it. No, it's it's a work in progress. <laughs> we'll just call it that. Oh. So where are you now with it? So what's your what do you, what are you doing to it, and what are you doing next to it? Well, I over the winter I did the Owens in the rear from suspended by Smarty. Shout out Carol Burks. Yeah. And then I just I just did like little stuff. I got like a C, got T bars, lots of lots of manufacturing from T Rex over here. Get them T bars in. And then what else did I do? Basani, you see that? Yeah, two yeah, one? yeah. Two into one. Road rage. Not too crazy. Much more going into it. Just enough to have fun. Riding, yeah. <clears throat> now. <clears throat> This is like, I feel like the ongoing battle between these two. Yep. T-bars and A-pangers. Oh, fuck. So. T-bars or no bars, baby. This, and see, here we go. This, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you had A-pangers previously, right? Yeah. Yeah, I came off of, what was that, like 16-inch. Um, what are like ape uh, meat hooks. Yeah, meat hooks. Oh, they were the Factory 47. Yeah. I came off those. I didn't mind them, like they were kind of comfortable, but I like the T-bars a lot better. I feel like I handle the bike a lot better. So you really think T-bars are the way to go? Yes. Oh, yeah. For handling. Oh, yeah. Right. And what about comfort on long rides? I don't notice much of a difference. Because I think that's my biggest thing, is kind of getting my head wrapped around the T-bar yeah. set. Because I've always, like with my first bike, I had eight pangers. Thing was comfortable. I mean, with the new Rogue Glide, it's like stock with 10-inch yeah. mini apes. Mini apes, yep. Comfortable. So going to a T-bar on a longer ride, like I, sit, I sat on Mavericks, and the thing was comfortable, and I sat on yours too. Yeah. And 
it was comfortable. I'm just kind of figuring out on a longer ride situation. I, when I throw my two up seat on, it's it's just as comfortable as my up hangers. It's just it's just where it's at on where where your pivot point is on the bike. Where you're where you're you feel like instead of being like your elbows are dropped in, you're like relaxed. You're more in a you're you're ready for anything type yeah, of stance. For sure. I mean, you're you're ready yeah. to pivot at any moment. <clears throat> so, I mean, with that being said, I mean. You're uh, your Instagram famous with yours. Famous, I wish. I mean, we we have jangles from a Honda 650, you know, stealing all the women with his affliction shirt uh -oh. and white sneakers. So what about old uh, T Rex? Man, I got into motorcycles. Shout out to my father-in-law. I I was into cars. I had a 50 Mustang. It was you know pretty cool back in the day. You know, my father-in-law was a big old school bike biker. You know. And, you know, being with my wife, you know, girlfriend at the time, she was my girlfriend, you know, he was into bikes and them going out every, every summer and every weekend hitting the, you know, hitting the roads and shit. It, it made me want to get a bike. So I, I started off on a Suzuki Volusia VL800, never rode, I never rode a, anything with a clutch beside a car. All the four wheelers I had back in the day was, you know, centrifugal dish shifted on their own with the uh, with the old Harley or, you know, a bike. I've never yeah. done it before. So and my, at the time, my dad didn't ride. So like for me, I literally went out, bought the Volusia for I think it was like two grand off a kid up in Peru. My dad rode it home for me. I went the next day, got my license and I was like, damn, dude, I got the license. I got a bike in the garage like I'm either going to wreck it and die or I'm going to figure out how to ride this thing <laughs> so i got to my mom and dad's house i lived at home at the time jumped on that thing killed it about 25 times from yeah. mom and dad's house and been riding ever since i i then my dad came to me and he was like dude you you ride that suzuki so much won't you just trade your mustang so so i did found a woman whose dad or husband passed away he had a old 04 electroglide traded her for the old mustang and yeah been riding ever since then i went and bought 15 they came out with the new road glides Back then, it was kind of, you know, taboo. No one really had a road glide. They came out with that new ferry, and I was hooked, and shot out Brants and Wabash, went up there, and they had me a superior blue road glide off the showroom floor, and I went with the hell yeah bagger, you know, for a while. I did the stretch bags, the, uh, um, oh, what were they? What's that big, the big brand of stretch bags? Carpeted insides. They're ridiculous, like $2,000, stupid. Bought those, and... uh Man, every every uh, the fiberglass was just tore off of them from us taking curves and stuff. It's just not practical to have your bike set up like that. You know that's why I think I have such a good uh you know a, a good outlook on the hell yeah brother and performance bagger because I've had the J and Air Air Ride. I've had two different bars on my bike. I've had the stretch bags, the twenty one inch DNA. You know all that stuff. And dude, it's just it's cool for a minute. It, you, me and Sackett talk every once in a while. We laugh about it that, you know, when you make a big purchase like that, like JNR, that shit was like $2,000 to put that air, you know, rear air ride. I had the ass up and ass down buttons, you know, and yeah. you, you run that kind of stuff and you, you trick your mind into believing I spent $2,000 on that. So it's good. You know, yeah, it rides you, like a drink. I don't care if it rides like a chuck wagon. <laughs> it rides good because I spent $2,000 oh, on it. So yeah. then you get in your mind and then you're like pissed off because it rides like shit, you know? <laughs> So no, it's taken me a while. I think I started. I started in the performance bagger in eighteen. That's when I really got into it. Uh, and then in nineteen is when I pulled the trigger on my first uh, T bar setup from Spatty's old Spatifora, and uh, put put theirs on. And it really wasn't true T bars at the time. You know, they still bolted in the clamp. They just right. looked good. And then uh, 
man, it's just been going ever since. Just seeing people like, uh, you know, Steve Chamberlain and Charlie Rock, you know, those guys are my age. And was to see seeing those guys building a, a badass bagger that, you know, looked completely different than everyone else's hell yeah brother bike and then to see them getting hate for it you know from the hell yeah brothers i mean you lifted your bike you know you got we got t-bars you can't see your gauges you know all that kind of stuff too like yeah dude like that's what i want to do well i think even now i mean they've, they've come a long way with figuring out that situation of not being able to see your gauges yeah yep uh, oh, there's tons of people out there doing it now. Yeah, I mean, you did a relocation kit with your... Yeah, my, my Nest, I got the Arlen Nest Method risers, and they actually have figured out how to build build the uh, gauges into the, the top clamp of the triple tree, so, or on the bar, so it's it's pretty cool to be able to, you know, they relocated it right up there for you. Unlike, you know, Kraus and stuff like that, you got to pay... Dude, a Krauss setup's like $2,500 now. Jeez. Compared to Arlen Nest, those Method risers, and I've only got about... 800 miles on them so i can't sit here and talk yeah. you know they look good so no no yeah it looks fucking awesome and if whoever's listening if you have not seen t-rex's uh <laughs> really glide, this thing is a uh, shiny as fuck yeah it's it's fun dude you know that's what the instagram out there yeah oh yeah hey at golden glide there you 20, go 2015 <laughs> uh no jangles came to me and he was wanting to build and i've done this too i've had two bikes and i've, I've built the the dyna not all the way up to you know what my road glide is but just to have a dyna and dude i'm i'm here to tell you i am a living proof if you can throw the money at your bagger your bagger can ride and throw it around just as well as a dyna i mean i've had the dyna and i've you know now with having the nix 22s up front and the 357s on the rear from olin's once again shout out carol burks for listening carol uh <laughs> he uh man he's a he's a cool dude yeah. he's a cool dude and i've i've seen a lot of podcast um i think it was fast life actually uh where they 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 try to get carol on there and he is just so busy dude oh yeah well because he gets that sign like the the preload of those shocks dude he's insane a, to a sign oh he's insane yeah he's He's uh, I, I heard uh, Charlie and Kate talking about Charlie Rock's girlfriend Kate. Um, she's she's a shorter girl, mm-hmm. and so they were talking about how like for a tall guy or like a heavier dude, a guy, you know, six foot three, two hundred fifty five pounds, you can set a bike up for him all day. You know, you can set the preload, you know, the lat, you know, all that stuff. Right. For for a girl, you know, it's it's or a you know a small woman, she weighs like one hundred fifteen pounds. It's it's almost impossible. And I heard Charlie on another podcast saying that dude he. Carol dialed that thing in like perfectly for a 115 pound girl. So it's like, oh, shit. Sh- shout out Carol, man. That dude's doing it. Someone said he sells more Olin shocks than Olin's and I believe it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and what I know there, especially, uh, some brothers out there that, I mean, you're not the only one that said it. We have, you know, our, uh, Oh yeah. Other brother, he ended up doing the same thing. He was telling us the, uh, that one night that he, Sent it over to him and got it down to a science. Oh, yeah, he's insane. Yeah, Carol's awesome. Now, can I go back to the T bar? Um, when what kind of bushings do you recommend? Because I know we had a situation not too long ago, uh, not to mention any name jangles, that uh, it was kind of on the wobbly side. So we want to make sure that well, our- we figured that problem out. <laughs> his, I, I think his bolts were too short, but we, I've always used polyurethane bushings. Um, I actually think. Ness, Arlen Ness, they recommend solid bushings. But dude, when I put those solid bushings on my Dyna, it felt like the turbulence was unreal. Yeah. I mean, how much vibration is in your hand? That could have just been on a Dyna, but I went polyurethane bushings. I feel like they 
they have just a little bit of a wiggle, but they're not. I mean, you don't notice it, you know. Dramatic. Yeah, yeah. It's not like when Jangles put up at the clubhouse. <laughs> but dude, I'm telling you, suspension. You start with suspension on a bike. You don't even have to be a performance bagger guy to enjoy good suspension, right? Like yeah. anybody can say they they want their bike to ride good. Now, if you're a 30 inch wheel, hell yeah, brother. You know, you want that thing slammed on the ground, but. You know, I, I've even went, you know, I'm a shorter dude. I'm five, six on a great day, you know, with some really good thorough goods on. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you know, we, we have a, a guy, you know, Ricky who, uh, who he brought his bike over one day and I, I give people a lot of shit for like the, the hell yeah, bra- brother stuff. Yeah. But I was there. So I feel like I can, you know, like Ricky came over, he bought a bike and he's like, dude, the ass end, every time I hit a bump, it's bobbing out. Well, of course, you know, he's got the guy before him, put those Amazon, the Amazon $45 lowering blocks on it. And so, I mean, pulled those things off and he was like, it's night and day. It's like, well, yeah, man, you know, Oh, for sure. Changes the whole geometry of the rear of that bike. Yeah. I mean, I almost went down that Avenue when I had my uh, 17th street line. I mean, you know, being five, eight, five, nine, depending Mm -hmm. on the day. Um, I got I got a longer torso, shorter legs. So when I'm on any type of bagger, I'm Fred Flintstone the fuck. Oh yeah, my tippy toe. Oh yeah, and you know I was kind of going back and forth between Legend and uh, Olin, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to put some lowering blocks on it. Well, I've talked to numerous people, and they're like, don't do it. Probably the worst decision you'll ever do because there's one incident where it's actually cracked before, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to fucking deal with that. No, no. And I've, I've actually, uh, even right now on my bike, and it may be a really dumb thing to say on a podcast, but I've been rolling with it, so knock on wood. But uh, I, I have a chip out of my uh, out of my real pull, rear pulley mm-hmm. just from putting lowering blocks on my bike and, and the, the, the bag's coming down, you know, the swing arm going down too far and, and putting a notch in the in the actual pulley. So right now, as my bike sits in the parking lot, it's got a, from, from a lowering block, you know, people don't think yeah. about that kind of stuff. You're changing the whole geometry of that bike. Yeah. But back to T bars, you know that that I and there's so many companies out there doing it now, um, you know whether you go one piece or a two piece or however you do it, and uh, I've we we have a we have an older guy uh, that rides with us, and uh, I won't say older, he's older than us. Yeah, you know, he's in his forties, and uh, he's a typical you know hell yeah brother. He loves the stretch bag looks and all that, and he rode my road glide one time with T bars, you know Tucky, and now he's like. I'm looking for a T-bar setup. You know, it's it's not – and now, and once you have T-bars, I think, you know, not just because of – but I, you look at a, a set of A-pangers and they all look the same. Yeah. You know, you get a set of T-bars and they'll grow on you. You know, first time you see them, you're like, oh, you know, it looks like a, you know, something coming out of the middle of the fairing. What's that look like? Yeah. But I think after you look at them and you ride them and you, you appreciate them more for what they are, you know, I think there's a lot of companies out there doing a good job. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So where are you at, Matt? You're the you're the middle of the road, man. Where where are you at? So on on baggers. Well, just where are you going? You going like comfortability? Hell yeah, brother! A little bit, or are you trying to find the happy medium? Or so I was I was thinking about this long thought. So kind of growing up, uh, a little bit about my backstory with riding. I mean, my dad's written, gosh, uh, even before I was born, he sent me a picture of a sportster, and he's. He was active duty, came back from Germany and worked at Ford Motor Company. And the only truck type of transportation he had was a electric glide. Okay. He he put snow fucking chains on these tires and rode it to Ford. (laughs) He did ride a lot for when he was especially single, even when uh, growing up. But anyways, 
his biggest thing was ride for comfort, but yeah. he always liked uh, ape hangers. Yeah, and not too uncomfortable. He, it's more of like just ride the fucking thing, and stop putting shit in it. Yeah, and so I going through a bait courses, got my Dyna. Uh, I was all about this thing. I put fucking ape hangers on it. I try to make this thing. Ape hangers on a dyna. I did. That about hurts me. So, and he got on me because I try to make this thing like touring capability. Oh yeah. And he said, stop fucking wasting your money. On this thing. <laughs> Just ride the damn bike. So I said, all right. Well, eventually I, I got rid of that got a 17 street glide and, uh, love that thing actually. Well, Next thing you know, uh, me and Ricky were on a ride and went to Brant's and we saw, well, actually my wife saw the uh, 21 road glide on the showroom floor and we wanted more comfort for her. Cause oh yeah. She was I, right on the diner? No, on the street glide. Oh, on the street glide. Okay. But I mean, you have even a touring seat with a fucking sissy pad on it. I mean, you still feel like you're in a slide off. Yeah. And that was her. And so we saw this touring bike and we're like, fucking let's do it. And, uh. Ever since then, best decision. I don't care who's out there saying street glide's better than road glides. Fuck that shit. Yes. Road glide is definitely better than street glide. Yeah. I know it's the same bike, but I'm telling you with the fairing. The fairing, baby. It makes a world of difference. But I want to trend set on this one. Uh -oh. Hear me out. Uh-uh. I want to I want to find that middle road between a hell yeah brother and performance. So it can I'm, be done. And so I'm not going stretch bags. Yeah. I, I don't like the waste of money on stretch bags. Uh and that's why we were talking the other day on the duels. Yeah. They're not to go the two and two or See. two and one. But I saw a pair of T-bars. I wish I remember the company's name. Uh-oh. And they look like apes. But the, the, I'm trying to find the best way to describe it in words. So you know how on your tr traditional uh, T-bars, it's literally a T at the top. Yeah. Yeah. So this one, it goes vertical. And instead of connecting at the very top, it connects in the middle. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I've seen you, them. So you have that kind of that ape hanger mm -hmm. uh, spike. Isn't that like the, the top. sneaky Texan bars? Yeah, it's kind of like those, but the 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 T's at the top. Vindicta. What is it? Vindicta. Vindicta. So kind of like that. No, it's not like those, I don't think. No? It's not those ones? No. No, 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 no. No, this is like vertical. They're, they're, they're super skinny. They're super skinny. Well, man... I'm going to have to look at that. But anyways, I, I want to trend set with this. I, I don't want to be a me too on the performance yeah, side. Yeah, because it's easy to do. It, it is. Um, Believe me, I feel it. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> uh, we won't go down that road. Yeah, we're not going down that road. <laughs> but I think that'd be a cool mixture of a hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love my rings. You know, people call oh, yeah. me for wearing my rings and jewelry. I'm a hell yeah brother yeah, at heart. At but heart. At the same time, you know, riding on longer rides, I want that comfort. Oh yeah. And I want that handling. I think there's a there's a there's actually a guy on Instagram uh, that I follow. It's called his Instagram name is the Dad Glide. The Dad. Glide. The Dad Glide, and he is he does he is that. I feel like he does a great. Now I think he he teeters more on the performance end, obviously, because um, his bike is his bike is badass. But it's built for it's built for purpose. You know, I think if you had a slogan, that's what it should be. Built for purpose. Uh, Todd, if you're listening to this, that's what it's for. <laughs> built for purpose. But no, he's got he's got like uh he's got the T bar set up on it, but he always rocks the uh, the all the uh, tour pack. He's always got the tour pack on it. 
but he's actually he calls it the 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 dad glide. The dad. But uh, he you know he's he's got he's still got a two into one with some T bars on it and stuff like that. But okay. uh, but with his with his windshield, he's got a big old windshield on it. Like this dude rides like what you were talking about your dad. Like he is always out there riding in like thirty degree weather going yep. to work. So like his bike, he don't I don't know if he even washes it, but. It's it's pretty like he's he's teetering that line of he's still got the tour pack he's got lowers yep. like so he could he just do you know T bars I don't know what he's done to his motor it's probably sounds really good so and I think that's why I wanted because I was telling uh, Ricky earlier today so the other day I rolled up without the tour pack mm-hmm. try putting that bitch on today it was kind of like the other night where you had to take a hammer to the uh, oh yeah dude and I said fuck it I'm keeping this thing off yeah and that's why I said you know what I'm just gonna make it a mixture of a performance bagger yep travel and just hell yeah hell yeah little spike that little throw some throw some olins on there like the uh what are they the one that hd 159s they don't have the canisters they're just the kind of like what jangles has them on his bike you don't even know that they have olins you know but they got the they got the they got the purpose of the olins just not the the flashy look you know yeah um dude talking about putting a tour pack on harley's got to come up with a better way if you're listening, Harley, you got to come up with a better way. Yeah, they they quick detach latches, and it's a great concept. Oh, yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, I was watching a video. Believe it or not, there is actually a way you're supposed to put on that mounting, the mounting brackets. Um, there's like a little notch. If you take a look at yours ever, there's a notch, and it's supposed to be a certain way when you install it. Oh, great. And so that's why you have a hard time actually latching. My left side, perfect. Right side, I need to take a fucking mallet to it. Ever since I bought, I got them uh, 357s, the Olins, uh, I got the, uh, it's called a Smarty bracket made by Carol, and it's to hold those things. Yeah. And it sits inside that bracket, and it's like a sixteenth of an inch, you know, thick, this this metal that he used uh, for the bracket. And it's it, just that little bit has made it nearly impossible for me to take my tour pack on and off. And, and it's a great design, the way he designed it. Right. It fits, it works, but... Dude, I've if Phil at Harley Parts is listening, he knows what I'm talking about. I have gotten probably four of those plastic grommets that go on the four point docking hardware yeah. because I've I've chewed them up. Uh, Phil at HD Kokomo. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we have Phil on. He's a he's a big Dyna bro. He's built a he, badass. He dyna. is. I. He's got a badass Dyna. I haven't been there in a while, and I get some hate, get some flack from it because I bought my Dyna. Uh, I had a Dyna Super Glide for my first bike I bought at Harley Davidson Kokomo. Bought my Street Glide at Hard Davis and Kokomo. And then when I got my Road Glide, got that Brant's. Brant's. Needless to say, I won't mention any names, but I got some flack <laughs> from the Kokomo side. <laughs> Friendly banner. Yeah. They uh they support us. They support the heck out of us. They're they're good dudes now. Oh, for sure. The only thing, Harley Davis and Kokomo, if you're listening. Up your military discount, man. I, 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 I it, you know, not to put a plug in there or anything, but it's like when I go to Brant's, they're doing a, like a 15% discount yeah. for military. Well, why not? Super military friendly. When I go to Hard Days at Kokomo, I'm getting a, a 5 to 10% discount. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, I need military discount. But it's like, you it's know. what you sound like right now, Matt. I, I do. And it's, it's, uh, <laughs> but, it, like, if you look at the history behind Harley Davidson, though, with oh yeah, the military and being with Ford and all of them, it's like, you would think just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Of an increase. I mean, hell, they made a soft tail dedicated off the um, military. Yeah. So, 
But anyways, talking about Harley Davidson, I think they're uh, I think they're trying their hardest the company to uh, to appeal to us young guys. Oh, I think this sure. year this year was a leap with that uh, with that ST and then you know the ST models for the road glide. Yep. We went up to Fort Wayne this uh, last weekend to pick up Skid's bike, and they had a they had a road glide ST sitting in there, and you know they're they're trying to you know, it's got the 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 seat the, the step up seat on as best as they could do for the step up seat. I guess I think their design was awful, but you know that's what they're rolling with. And uh, I think they're I think they're trying their hardest to appeal to us young guys. I know when I first bought my bike. They, uh, me and my wife bought it and they went up there and they told us that we, we would get 0.99 interest just because of how young we were. And that Harley is, Harley is trying, that was back in 2015, you know, they're trying their hardest cause I know their sales there for a while. You know, these older guys are going out and buying, you know, dresser Harleys, you know, full dresser ultras and shit like that. And, and, uh, you know, they're keeping them for five to 10 years. Oh yeah. And so you can't get the young guys to get out there and buy buy those kind of bikes. So I think the the wave of performance bagger, I think that is what's I I hope going to keep Harley holding on. You know, I I personally think it will. I think at the end of the day, you have Harley Davidson trying so hard to replicate some of these, uh, like for example, the was it the soft tail they just came out with to mimic the the whole Dyna oh the Pro. old Dyna the old Dyna T yeah T Sport. But that's the beauty about Harley. It's like buy something fairly inexpensive and put your own work into it. Yeah. And what's happening is Harley is creating these, I should say mimic, the ones that's going to appeal to the younger side. Oh, yeah. But the price is for them. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like how do you expect some kid crazy. 19, 20 years old to buy a custom-made bike, you know, 30 grand off? Yeah, the I think the, the new ST Kokomo just got it in the, the – uh, soft tail it was it was 26 i think was msrp yeah it's like holy cow dude at, at that point you might as well buy a bag holy cow yeah well hell baggers these days are ridiculous i think i bought my my road glide special off the showroom floor in 15 was 24 9.99 and dude i don't think you can touch a special now just just under 30 oh yeah no just under 30 no and i don't even know if it's under 30 now well, I mean the road glide limited i think it was msrp 30 or 31 yeah. When I got it, which isn't honestly, I was shocked. I oh, thought it was going to be good. a lot more. Yeah. Uh, considering like CBO prices yeah. and shit. But I think the way, fuck, I don't want to even go down that road because I got some choice. Here's, I guess here's my thing with the CVO. You buy a CVO, if you ride your motorcycle and you enjoy riding your motorcycle, you're, you're going to put a stage one on it right off the bat. And for anyone out there, the hell yeah brothers with the old stage one you're going to put an air cleaner on it and you're going to put a you know your exhaust on it yeah and, and you're going to change the bars on it and if i'm going to buy a fifty thousand dollar bike it it better it better rub my balls with <laughs> i mean it, it fifty thousand dollars i ain't changing a thing i'm not changing a thing and so that, that just blows my mind yeah. 50 grand for a bike and it's stock exhaust yeah well 50 grand i so yeah, definitely exhaust. The muffler, I think they did the Screaming Eagle. You can get this. It has a Screaming Eagle on it, and it has what like a stage three or stage two on a CBR. There's a, that's another argument we haven't talked about. Uh oh. Uh oh. That's one no one's ready for. Yeah, we'll we'll wait for that one on the next podcast. Yeah. Stuff. I think that yeah, one. Yeah. The can... stages. Yeah. You go to a bike builder and you tell them you want a stage one, they're probably going to kick you out of their shop. <laughs> <laughs> a stage two. Oh, that's gosh. that's a whole argument within the performance, the performance baggers. Now, <clears throat> kind of just to go down this road, do you think, 
kind of talking about Harley Davidson, do you think they're truly competing because against like Indian, or is it one of those you think it's a generational gap? Oh, it's hundred percent gender. They're they're competing against generations. You think so? Oh yeah. The, I don't think I don't think Indian. I mean, maybe in the racing world, you look at old Tyler O'Hara O'Hara out there just ripping people on the on the track. You know, on the or the uh, Bagger Racing League. Dude, he's insane, yeah. and he's on on Challenger, on Indian Challenger, and and but dude, nobody's going out and building an Indian Challenger now. You will see Forever Rad. I don't know if you guys know who Forever Rad is. Yeah. This dude has the nastiest Indian Challenger in the market Forever right now. Forever. Forever Rad, shout out him if you're listening. Uh, him and Steve uh, Chamberlain teamed up, and so they're in their own little business now. Uh, Steve with his uh, screaming speed and fab, yeah. uh, and then you got Forever Rad. But dude, his. Forever Rad, if you got a chance, on hit him up on Instagram and look at his his Indian. It's insane. But no, I think it's a hundred percent generational. I mean, you look at, you see my bike pull up, and if it's a bunch of a younger guys, they're gonna probably respect my bike. Yeah. If I pull up at Harley on a Saturday morning at twelve thirty, there's gonna be a couple old geezers out there with a hair drinking, too. yeah, with, drinking their coffee with their you know their two humongous antennas on the back, <laughs> and, you know they're trying to pick up CB going down the road. They're gonna be talking shit about my bike, you oh, know, for sure. Dude's got gold forks, you know what? What is that? You, you know, know and, you get that one guy. It's like, how much money did you put into? Yeah, bike? exactly. Yeah. Yeah, what stage is that? No, I'm just kidding. Well, uh, but that's the thing. I think they're fighting with generations. Oh yeah, um, I think that's a, a huge thing. No, it, it is 100. percent And they're, I think though they've you know you go to, and it's funny different regions of the world or I guess even our state. You know, I go up to uh, uh, Lafayette or uh, uh, Wabash, and you go to Wabash Harley uh, Brant's up there. There's there's no performance in that dealership. They're not. Performance bagger. They're not on that right. trend. It's all the stock bikes with eight peggers. Yep. You go to you go to Indy Harley, you know, HD of Indy and Fisher's there. Those dudes are all that's all they're doing is performance. Yeah. So like me back in the day when I didn't, you know, go to Fisher's much, I was always going up to Brands because that was like way better than Kokomo Harley. Right. Now when I walk into you know, Harley Davidson of Indianapolis, those dudes, they just took a brand new Roguelite ST and threw the same bar setup I have on my bike because I took my bike down there to get the ignition delete. Yeah. And they asked me about my bar. So they end up putting those bars on a, on a, uh, one of the, the brand new Roguelites and they, it looks sick, but that bike is going to sell down there. Oh, up in, sure. up in Wabash should sit there forever. You know, it's not, it's not going to go. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely generation. Definitely. What do you, what do you think, Jangles? I don't know, but I think you just hit on it pretty good. So let me ask you this, since we haven't heard much from you. So you got your road glide, right? Yeah. Kind of talk about that generation. Would you ever just, if you had the money, what other bike would you get besides, like, if you were to have two bikes, what other bike would you have kind of like as a bar hopper? I don't know. I think Sportster 1200 kind of like performance style would be pretty cool just for around town and stuff like that. Dude, I yeah. want an MX one out so bad. <laughs> I want to put knobbies on that yeah. thing, cut off every panel and just lift it. Oh, bad. Oh, yeah. You There's a couple of them on Instagram. Oh, man. There's some cool ones. And just take it down a dirt road if I need to. Oh, Into shit. a ditch, maybe. <laughs> I think the Dinas, the Dinas are where it's at too. I think anybody who's in with the, I had a, I, I did have a fat boy one time, an older fat boy uh, that I bought as a second bike. And dude, that thing was extremely comfortable. That soft tail, that, that mono spring, that thing was very comfortable. My Dyna was not comfortable at all, but it was like a, a pocket crotch rocket between your legs, just ready to roll. You know what I mean? It, 
I don't know. That's that. That's a hard question. You're thinking a sporty twelve hundred for sure. Yeah. What about you, Matt? I am a big fan of the Cholo choppers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not to confuse that with Chomo. Absolutely no. Not. Yeah. Cholo. Not. Yeah. Cholo. So I shoot your local pedal. Phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do us all a favor. Um, <laughs> I really like the uh, Heritage soft tails. Oh yeah, and with the the chrome, deluxe. Yes, with the, the chrome uh, fishtail pipes. Oh yeah, yeah. And the apes on it. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know why, it just looks fucking clean. Yeah, I do like it. And there's been times where I'm like, fuck, I wish I would have sold my Dyna, made that a performance. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean. Right now, especially if you go on Facebook Marketplace, uh, you can find a Heritage Softail Classic or any Softail yeah. like that. I mean, looking around seven, eight, six, seven thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah, which by all means isn't like, oh fuck, I got that money in my back pocket. I'm just gonna go spend it. It's still expensive, but compared to what you can find out. Oh yeah. Now, I mean, it's definitely worth that's like it. Dinas. When I I sold my Cummins. And I was looking for a Dyna that I knew I was just going to buy the cheapest Dyna I could because the day I bought it, I was tearing it completely apart. And I found one out uh, close to Tipton. And, dude, we pulled up there. It was beautiful. Clean. It was that black cherry paint. You remember that? Yeah. And, dude, this guy had like on 19-inch ape hangers. And, and you talk about you talk about some bushings. That thing was had no bushings. How the fuck do you ride that with nineteen inch eight Dude, fingers? It was awful. It going was down goofy. going down twenty six yes. from his house to my house was about twenty five minutes. And it was like death trap oh, racing. God. It was awful. It was pouring down pouring down rain. He was behind me in the car. He drove me there. And dude, it was awful. It was I I I could I could probably move those bars four inches both ways. Yeah, oh yeah, it, that dude was, was that dude was crazy. rolling with it. Crazy. Yeah, he loved it. Gosh, I they couldn't st- imagine. They still have that thing at Indy Harley too. I've told my wife I might buy it back for the third time, and then I realized they like bought it off me for seven. They got it for like eleven five, and it's like, yeah, no, you're not no, doing you're, that. you're not gonna make a profit. <laughs> <with that one. laughs> so yeah. real quick, because I've noticed something. Yeah. Uh oh. That generation gap we're talking yep. about. So let's talk about the boogie real quick. Oh, the boogie. Yeah. So hearing the stories from my dad when he used to go. Yeah, don't take your mom there. Yeah. Well, my mom loved it. Oh, well. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I won't go into that. I don't think my mom would. <laughs> I, it, you know what? It's, it's, you have to have a certain mindset. Oh, boy. And, uh, oh, boy. That Hoosier honey contest. Uh, I tell you. So let me tell you a quick story about the those little contests. Uh-oh. So I wasn't there, but my brother-in-law's first time going there, and they have the best buns competition. Yeah. So that's a bunch of men fucking doing whatever. Uh, but anyways. Wait, I, the the buns competition is for men's buns? Yes. Yeah, count me out. So here, you ready for this? <laughs> my brother-in-law sees this, and he's like, okay, best buns competition. I'm going to go down. I'm going to get first row. I'm going to grab a cooler beer. Like thinks it's women. Fuck, dude. Uh, he yeah. gets there. He sets up. He's, he's like, I see a bunch of chicks walking. Where's the, like, what's going on? Next thing you knew, no, dudes are coming out. And he's like, are you fucking kidding Oh, my me? God. And he's trying to, ex- like, abort, abort, like, real fucking fast. And, but I've noticed the bands. So when my dad used to go as a, you know, 20, 21 years old. Yeah. Ted Nugent, some of these bigger names were there. Like, I think two years ago I went. Um, there was, like, it's dwindling away. And I think it has to do with that generation gap. Oh, it is. 
I don't think a lot of people are exposed to how fun some of these biker rallies and events are. I'll tell you, I was scarred from the boogie. <laughs> Why is that? So we went down there, us in Milwaukee Iron, you know, we go down there, we get our whole tents or our spot set up. And I wake up one morning early and I'm like, we, we had this dude deliver our camper down there. And I'm like, I'm going to get up. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to go to the shower house. I'm going to take me a shower to be completely cool, right? So I go down there, got my towel, got my washcloth, got my shampoo. And it's a, you know, it's that three into one because you got to save up space, you know? So I'm walking in this shower room and I'm like, you know, I'm not weirded out by other dudes taking a shower, right? You know, whatever. Yeah, fuck it. Well, I get in there and I'm like. As long as your dick's not hard, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happens. I got other problems, you know, other problems of being there. I walk in there and this this old dude next to me, this dude just straight up, like, I'm going to say it on the podcast. He's got one leg up, you know, like one leg up on the little bench thing. And he doesn't have a wash rag, right? So he's just like dumping this soap in his hand. And he's just like using his hands as his wash rag. He's like fucking in his butt crack in his butthole with his hand with like using his hand as the washcloth and i'm like like bro i know this is a motorcycle rally you know and i'm all for this motorcycle <laughs> lifestyle but when you're washing your ass crack with your hand i was a weirded out you've never done it no never done it nope never been in that position but i'll tell you what i did do i went back and we had just enough water left in our camper in the tank, I went back and took me the best shower, and nobody could take a shit the rest of the weekend because I used so much shower on, <laughs> that, on, that, on that one shower. Yeah, it was pretty nice. So but, what you do with that, because we ran into that situation. We were sharing a camper with like four other people, yeah. and they are showering, doing all the fucking And you used your hand? No. Oh, but no. That's a whole different topic <laughs> for a different time, <laughs> different episode. But anyways, uh, it was nighttime. Where the gray water tank, not to mistake with the black water. Don't do this with the black water tank. You have fucking shit everywhere. Yeah, don't do that. that. Yeah, don't do that. So the gray water tank was full and nighttime fucking flip that open, pull it, just let the water go. I mean, let's, I mean, it worked. Yeah. Yeah. It's clean water. Yeah. So it's like, fuck it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. But I wouldn't suggest it for black. I just don't think, you know, people stepping in male shit or human shit would be too appealing. No, not at all. No. I mean, Jangles, have you been in the boogie? No. Never been in the boogie? It's no, wild, dude. I have not. I think, no, because you've... I've only been one time. So, did you get your boogie cherry popped? Oh, well, I don't know what this is. Okay. So, does what that... have to do with the guy in the shower? No. Well, it could be. It could have been. I mean, whatever else you guys did, I don't need to know. <laughs> I exited stage left. <laughs> but but the, the boogie cherry is, like, for example... Now, I'll fucking say it on a podcast. Yeah, why not? Give shit. So, me and my buddy... Uh, we're getting up on this wagon, both single, just turned 21. And these chicks were like, Hey, bunch of chicks. I'm going to clarify this. There was not a single man on this wagon. So there's that. Yeah. Bunch of chicks on the wagon. Hey, in order to get on this wagon, you have to show your dick. Fuck it. Hold your pants down. And- <laughs> no, you did. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's that's like that kind of thing is popping your boogie cherry. Really? Okay. Then I guess amateur. Damn it. Amateurs on the podcast. Fuck. Okay. This is a cluster. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, I will say the one thing that did happen to me on the boogie is we we get we go to get on the you know on the trolley and uh, uh, Tucky Tucky jumped up on the trolley when he jumped on there before us he was like hey go back and get the, the alcohol mm-hmm. so we ran back in the camper we grabbed the alcohol we get back out there they've saved me two seats they got me two seats saved and I'm like dude that's right in the middle like you know I appreciate that right. that was awesome. Me and the old lady sat down, and I, I fastly realized why they saved me those two seats. You know, Tucky jumps up there, and, uh, you know, this this gentleman is 
completely naked. This old man, you know, he's about five foot two, completely naked. I think they call him like, what was his name? So like Crazy Bob. It's his yeah. balls like all Yo, the way dude, to the yeah, he's ground. got his. He's completely yeah. naked. So he's sitting there and he's got his, you know, his, his dick perched up on his balls and it's just sitting. He's got a he's got a sweat towel. He's got a sweat towel. He's got a sweat towel for a sack. And he's sitting directly across from me. They put me in the spot that where only place I could look was there, you know? And he's like, I, I look at him and I I'm just have no idea. And everyone on that trolley knows, you know, oh, yeah. that Tucky did this to me. There's 25 people. And I'm just looking around and all of a sudden I just, whoa, you know, just like it's just sitting there. And I'm like, wow, you know, like yeah, this, we're here at the boogie, you know, it's yeah. boogie live. And he's like, hey, my name's Dick. And I was like, I figured, you know, I figured. And of course, Tucky's sitting over there just dying laughing oh, because he yeah. set me up right across from <laughs> yeah i didn't know they made dicks that small no th- i think honestly if anyone especially if you're listening if anyone's gone to the boogie you know this guy like what oh yeah his name is he's on one of the he's on the main drag like when you turn a corner he's right there he's sitting in that lawn chair completely naked the whole week oh yeah he's living his best life he jangles though would love pervert road yes yeah that's a whole nother story dude that is it you know at 11 o'clock it is now. nothing to see a man fornicating with his old lady no, on the street. I, think, I don't know. <laughs> or you're standing there and someone pulls, it's literally on wheels. It's a case and they're pulling it. I'm like, okay, what is this? <laughs> pulls out an eight foot bong. Oh yeah. Like I've never seen a bong that big. And by golly, you had three people operating it. And it was outstanding. Me and Elizabeth got down to uh, Pervert Row, and we were, like, ready to go. It was just that music was blaring. We were just ready to go. This dude's just chilling on the golf cart. And he's like, uh, I said, hey, man, I'll, I'll, pay you, I'll pay you $15 to take us back to our campsite. Like, that's how bad I'm ready to get out of this place. So we get on the back. He's like, yeah, I got to jump on. Well, the whole way I look at Elizabeth, and I'm like, watch this. You know? I'm like, yeah, man, you know, I— Blew out my my knee. You know, I've had a bad time. My knee's really messed up. And, you know, I broke my leg. And that's just everything I can to get around here. And obviously had nothing wrong with me. I gave him this big sob story. By the time we got back to our campsite, he was like, dude, you don't owe me a thing. Like, I'm so happy I can do something for somebody, you know. And I was like, I appreciated him for doing that. Even though I lied to him, I appreciated him doing that. <laughs> so it sounds like you got your boogie. Chance. Oh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. It was something that uh, kind of like Sturges, man. I've been out to Sturges for bike the bike rally. And. And it's it's for me it's a one and done like I yeah. you, you you see it once you do it once and it's about enough I'm kind of like that with the boogie if someone pulled my leg I'd I'd probably go back to the boogie again but I I think it would be a good trip for the guys just not not bring their old ladies just the guys and we just throw a tent out there yeah and it's like a couple I don't know man that sleeping in that RV was nice it, you do get spoiled when you're going yeah right. sleeping in that RV was nice <clears throat> now I can tell the difference though. We're going from Boogie and Easy Rider. So, like, Easy Rider. Um, Way more calm. Yeah. and We they, went to Fowlerville. Yeah. I, I think I went to Fowlerville. This was before I got in any type of um, motorcycle or club scene in that matter. I think I just started getting to the motorcycle scene. And me and my dad went, and they had, uh, was it Drowning Pool and Puddle of Mud perform. Oh, really? And I, I didn't know like, neither one of those. Jangles. Yeah, I know both of those. So I can tell you this. <laughs> Puddle of mud, fucking coked out of his mind. I oh, can hell yeah. <laughs> we went up to Fowlerville, and I was expecting it to be like like crazy, crazy because of the boogie and stuff like that. And it it wasn't 
it wasn't nothing like I thought it was. I mean, it was actually pretty dead. When we went on a, the, a Friday night, it was pretty. If you walked around like pervert, not pervert road, like they got that loop there. If you walked around that, it was kind of cool. But besides that, it wasn't nothing. Yeah. I mean, I, it's definitely more chill. Yeah. And I think they, uh, a lot more motorcycle events because they have that stadium. So like uh, they have a motorcycle pool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So you guys got to see that one? We watched the very end of it. The, all the stunt riders were doing like the jumps and stuff, but... So we, we got the ass end of it because it was up for a, we were up there for a club event more than it was oh, the, gotcha. the actual Fowlerville. Yeah. And I guess they have some sex, like a sex store. Really? To, yeah. I know there was uh, every, every time a, a chick came around on a golf cart, they would always scream, show me your butthole. And she, I don't know. Oh, so what, uh, what's next for us, man? What's, what's, uh, what, what's episode two going to be like? You know what? I, I think, uh. We're going to invite some people on this podcast. You know, it's, um, I think over time, you know, having, having our brothers on the podcast is great. Um, but I think also having some other people that are, you know, not necessarily in the, you know, either club life or they've just been riding, but even the people that are big on Instagram performance kind of influencers. Yeah. Influencers. Thank you. Uh, to kind of talk about what they do and, to kind of give two different points of views, like we talked about the Hell Yeah Brothers, yep. Dino Bros, uh, Performance Baggers, kind of give listeners chop exactly give the listeners more of a perspective because they do it professionally. Yeah, compared to us, you know, Joe Blows that are just like, yeah, that looks good or that feels good. Like they influence the fuck out of this. Oh yeah. So I. Uh, I believe we got two uh, two guests coming April thirtieth. April thirtieth, we're gonna have uh, RG Destroyer and uh, Mason Mary. They're both they're both out of Ohio, and they're both very much so performance performance bagger guys. See, that's that's gonna be fun. Yeah, both on road glides. Um, RG Destroyer, he actually came out with probably one of the the top builds of this year. Um, his his bike is insane. Um, a lot of Hoffman designs work on it. Um, probably let him tell more about it. Um, but yeah, they'll be here on the thirtieth. They're both, they they're both gonna ride over. And I think R uh, R G Destroyer, he's actually bringing his wife, and she's dude, she's she's cool as shit. Really, she rides, uh, she rides a, a clapped out Pan Am. Oh, dude, it's sick. They had it, they got it, uh, uh all wrapped up in like this different collar. And I mean, it, it's I don't want to talk too much about it. I'll let them talk about it. But dude, she's she's like she's like the ultimate like if you want a wife who rides like that's her like she's cool so they do instagram videos together and stuff so they uh yeah they should both be here so that'd be kind of cool i'm trying to get my machinist on too yeah trying to get he's from little rock so my machinist if you're listening buddy we want you on here i think honestly there's a lot of great you know influences out there i mean you could just Thinking about all the people I watch and oh, compared yeah. to the people you watch. Oh yeah. Um, hopefully the podcast podcast grows enough to where we could potentially talk to more of these influencers oh, yeah. or these bike channels to either if they want to come here. If not, I mean, even just you know, like a telephone call. Yeah. Just to get their point of view. You know, I think that's the biggest thing with the biker world is just there's so many different point of views you can have. You know, just like our podcast name, Two Wheels One Way. You know, there's different ways to approach the biker life. Oh, but at the end of the day, you're, the passion is motorcycles. Yep. You know, there's Two one wheels. way. Exactly. And there's only one way of doing it. Just get on the fucking motorcycle and ride. Right away. Yeah. We're going out to, uh, a bunch of us are going out to uh, Daytona Bike Week, uh, Oktoberfest. And so I know 
you both are going. Yeah. Uh, I know Hardcore Cycles. Shout out Hardcore Cycles. Uh, we're uh, their their booth is going to be out there, and they uh, they invited me to come out and you know set up at the booth. Fuck yeah. And uh, so I would love to get to get them on the podcast. Uh, I think ODI Grips. I know they were interested in doing something. So maybe when we go out there, that's in uh, October. Maybe yeah. we can somehow load up some podcast gear and knock down a couple episodes out there in Daytona. Well, I can tell you this, the the gear that we end up picking up, this bad boy is portable. There we go. And um, that wire you were talking about, Jangles, has a mic built into it. Okay. So I think, you know, even if we travel doing this, yeah. I mean, we have the capability. I think it'd be awesome. You know, I was telling uh, Maverick the other day, actually it was today, is said, you know, look at the different parts that you know, you can buy out there. There's so many different manufacturers like Arlen Ness. Oh, yeah. Um, Karyokin. Oh, yeah. I mean, just kind of getting their point of view on stuff, you know. And, you know, maybe, just maybe, one of them may want to send us a part or something to yeah. a pre-review. Yeah, do a review. Yeah, a little plug there. Hell, yeah. I'm back to that. Maybe a giveaway. Yeah. So. I'd love to have Steve on at some point. You talk, He got Influence of the Year last year, Steve Chamberlain. And, uh, man, that dude, you talk about a guy who just, I mean, you want, listen to his story. That dude just went from literally just being a dude up in, up in Northern Michigan, just, you know, one of the first ones to do the whole performance thing up there. And now he's making, you know, side covers and, you know, screaming speed and fab. But that dude is, if he's living a life that like any of us young guys wish we were living, that's that dude. Most but he bought a van. He can load up <laughs> oh, yeah. it. The dudes, the dudes out racing and performance bagger or the, uh, bagger racing league you know then he comes home and throws a different set of boards on his bike and he's he's out in daytona ripping you know so it's like man you know that that would be an ultimate one to have have on the podcast at some point if we could reach that far yeah i think um i mean definitely hopefully we can get uh episode two and before uh machinist and then coming yeah before, yeah that'd be cool um rg destroyer and uh but, you know, ultimately, I think that's uh, – I'm definitely excited to talk with them. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to – I'll say this. You know, before you mention them, I've never heard of them. But yeah. I'm not in the performance background. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I would have known. But, you know, just kind of going through their Instagram, following them, they got some cool-ass shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, RG Destroyer with his Roguelide. Oh, yeah. Uh, the accents on his Roguelide, the fairing. Oh, yeah. Fucking badass. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he was one of the first ones to put on the, uh, the new uh, uh, Clockworks. Oh, the, really? Their new neon uh, windshields. He was one of the first ones to do that with his build, and so I think I think guys like that, man. I think that's so cool because they're they're right next to us. You know, they're in Ohio. You know, the performance. I was talking to to him the other day, and he said the performance scene over there is you know lacking. You know, yeah. us us northern Midwestern states. You know, we're not we're not out in California or something like that ripping where that performance bagger started, and and so I think it's 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 sort of taboo. You know, when I first started doing mine, you know, people were like. Why are you why are you raising your shocks? You're supposed to lower your bike, and it's like, come on, man. There's there's more than one way to do this. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think it'll be fun. I, this is something I've always wanted to do. You know, my wife my wife knows I've always wanted to be on a podcast. I'd talk to a wall if it would talk back. So you know, I'm this is my thing. But uh, you know, I've never really been been into the tech in it. So you know, it's it's been cool to to have you come along and, yeah. and want to do it also. And I think hell, if nothing else, we'll just sit here once or twice a week and talk for an hour and. You know, drink a beer oh. and hang out. I mean, it's it's a fun-ass time. I mean, I've always wanted to start a podcast. And, uh, I mean, definitely since I've known you, you're definitely a storyteller. I was like, 
fucking perfect. <laughs> you know, if one day that I want to be silent, you can yep. pick it up for me. And, oh yeah. But you know, I, uh, the biggest thing I've learned with the, uh, motorcycle scene, you learn, you get to know different people's different personality, different strengths, yep. weaknesses. And I think that's what really draws me to it is because you may have one person that can weld the fuck out of something and make custom signs. Yep. Someone that's tech savvy, yep. someone that can talk their way through bullshit. Yep. You know, that's me. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see how this, uh, how the future goes with this. I think, uh, you no know, knock on wood, but I think it'll, it'll do pretty good. So whoever's listening out there, you know, please feel free to share, um, you know, comment too. Yeah. Give us, give us ideas on what you want. You know, I'm just one guy that loves performance baggers. Yeah. You know, if there's somebody else out there you want us to try to get on or, or something you want to talk about. I know on our Facebook post, we had a guy who was talking about riding in 13 different countries. Like that at some point, that'd be cool to talk about, you know, dude, I've only rode in, you know, 15 states this dude rode in 15 different countries you know? yeah so that's that's super cool to talk about the lifestyle in different countries oh for sure and you know put someone putting a uh, fat boy in a car yeah yeah so yeah you, know, you don't hear <laughs> yeah. about that a lot yeah that's that's different but yeah if uh <laughs> if you i mean this with this channel i mean it, as you can tell it's kind of all over the place and i i like it that way yeah you, know, you get a lot of podcasts that are very structured and you know, it's great to stay on track, but at the same time, it's like, this is all natural. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have no hear? notes, by yeah. the way. No notes. No notes. No <laughs> planning. We literally just set this We up. will for the next one. Yeah. It's all ADHD. Uh, yeah. We uh, we came in here and just, you know, went went wild, which uh, that's what I like. So yeah. <clears throat> I think uh, anything, you could even talk about what's your favorite brownie, you know, special or non-special brownie. We'll yeah. talk about it. So I don't know about that. But. Yeah. <laughs> all but, right well episode one yeah i think it went good yeah for sure i Pre appreciate you guys having me no problem man yes cool coming out, awesome coming call out. Place. yeah, yeah. Sure. anytime james you're more welcome and uh you know maverick over here in the background you know next i think we found a place for him we're just going to yeah. sit there and just I think he's going to wear a mic next time and just like give out random questions <laughs> you guys watch impulsive with uh, logan paul they got a uh, Gosh, I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head. He just asks like off random. He usually gets in a fight with somebody because he doesn't. They don't like what he asks or something. <laughs> we'll just have Ricky in the corner just ask one dumb question to show. No, I like it. I think that's what we'll just start doing. I'm gonna ask some dumb questions. There we go. Yeah. But anyways, um, that concludes our first episode of Two Wheels One Way with your host T Rex and Goose. Uh, hope you enjoyed your pod the podcast and. Stay tuned for some more episodes and some special guests. There you go. Take care. Sign Ride off. safe. Keep your two wheels down.